Blog Talk Radio. We are all about spiritual expression, spiritual truth, and openly discussing our journey to what is real and what is authentic. Um, I am your host, I'm Nikki, and today we are joined by our co-host, um, Sean. Say hello, Sean. Hey, hello. Get some tough in that voice. And Aaron, hey, how are you? Hello, great, wonderful. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, so today we are going to continue with the discussion that we had two weeks ago. Our guest today is Renee Hamilton, and uh, two weeks ago we had him on the show, and we were so blown away by the information that we had so many questions that we wanted to continue it on this show. So welcome back to the show, Renee. How are you? Hi, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me back, and hello to everyone else, and Sean and Aaron, and yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great show last time, and definitely look forward to sharing some more information. We definitely. are excited for you to be here. Um, let me give out a little bit of information for our listeners. Those of you who are first-time listeners, thank you for joining joining us. Please feel free to... Um, join the discussion, call in, ask questions, um, and if you like the show, subscribe to us on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes, um, and leave, you can leave a, we can rate us and leave a comment also, we'd really appreciate that. If you would like to call in, the call in number is 347-215-8639, and no if you would like to, time, you can send an email to um, blueclick, that's E-L-U-E, C-L-I-Q-U-E at gmail.com. So if you wanted to send a question or a comment via email, you can do that too. And I will have the chat room open, so feel free to join us there also. Okay, so um, last time we were all together, um, we discussed lots of things, um, and mainly what is the reality of our existence and if we actually do exist in this physical world. And one of the things that we had um, talked about towards the the end of the show um, and we had a question about is, and I'm just going to kind of just jump right in, and -hmm. the question was if we are these very powerful beings, very powerful spiritual beings, 
why did we choose to stuff ourselves in these little boxes and limit ourselves and only be able to see a small part of the picture? What was why would we do that if we are all all powerful beings? Well, it's a two sided question. First of all, that would require an eye to do something. Which there is none. Mm. So we're dealing with here is life itself, life itself, manifesting itself into every single shape and form and life form that you could possibly imagine. <clears throat> that means your can opener, salt shaker, your rubber boots, your hair, your skin, the breath you breathe, the thoughts you think, all of that is life. It's not you. It's life. The only thing that makes you think you are you is a thought in your awareness saying, I am me. But that's all it is. It's just a thought. It has no validity. It has no evidence for its own existence. It has no evidence. There's no evidence that there's anyone living inside your head. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's merely... Uh, it's kind of like... What's that? I was say, really, the only thing that separates us from the can opener is that we have an ability—we have the ability to have thought. Well, the well, the difference is the the shape of the of the of the uh, manifestation, right? Can opener doesn't look like a human body does. So a can opener and a human body um, have different capabilities. That's that's the difference. The difference in separation, though, um, really is that you're a thinking being and the candle purge not. Right? Other than that, there's no difference. There's just movement, right? A body moving around, doing things. Just like a can opener just is a physical object, just moving around when when someone grabs it. See, we're we're animated, whereas the can opener doesn't seem to be. That's the difference. And in that animation, there's we imagine these things that we're doing. So it's it's um, it's kind of like um, hmm, how should I even put it. It's like, for example, every part of life expresses itself differently. So let's start with uh, an atom. An atom is a living thing. You know, it's a little tiny little particle that makes up all of matter. And it's it has an intelligence. It knows when to repel. It knows when to attract other electrons or atoms or whatever it does, it's there's there, there's an intelligence keeping all the atoms of a particular object in that particular shape of the object. What's to stop atoms from the object from just flying off and dissolving into midair? There's some some sort of a, a blueprint, if you want to call it that, behind physical matter. So an atom has consciousness. It, it's, it has a very uh, primitive intelligence, you could say. And then a bunch of these atoms conglomerate, uh, conglomerate together to create molecules. Um, all the molecules conglomerate together 
Now, the molecule ha- it, itself has its own intelligence as a as a conglomerate of atoms, and then the molecules move together to create uh, yeah, cells which have its own life force, have its own intelligence, has, has its own being, yet it's comprised of atoms and molecules. And the cells uh, combine to create uh, physical organs in 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 a you know in a mammal or in any sort of being. And the organs ha- have their own intelligence, their their own function, their own uh, purpose. And so all these forms of life um, move up the chain. So so we have a rock, uh, which is a mineral, which is formed of uh, uh, the mineral consciousness. Uh, so even rocks uh, and, and minerals you know, underneath the ground are aware. Their 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 awareness is on a completely different level than human awareness. And so the uh, the mineral would would move up to a sort of plant or insect consciousness next in its stage of evolution, if you want to call it that. And it would it, it as consciousness it would experience more freedom than a rock. Because it's able to move, it's able to grow, it's able to take in sunlight, and you know, and sort of express itself and experience itself in a more unlimited way. And then we move into animals, um, sea creatures, and whatnot. So the the freedom again of of life is is becoming more and more expressive. Animals and, and whatnot are able to express emotion and, and seemingly thoughts sometimes or reactions or uh, comfort us and, and and give us love and and uh, be our best friend and also can be wild and, and kill and go crazy. So each phase of life form, if you want to call that, or manifestation has its own awareness, has its own consciousness. So as that goes up the chain, you know, next from animal you'll find many animals who who become domesticated in homes uh are typically um preparing themselves for the next stage of evolution which is the human state so uh you know there are wild cats and dogs who who, who never even encounter humans in their whole life uh, just you know out in the wild and and whatnot and 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 they seemingly may reincarnate if you want to call it that that's again that's that's debatable in terms of how that all works um or even if it even exists to begin with but let's just say uh, the atom oh sorry the animal prepares itself for human states of uh, awareness by by living close to humans or being born into a you know a human family or you know with with kids who have a, a pet who gives birth and so the animals grow up around humans and start to um take on or resonate with that state of awareness, that new state of awareness that, that that will prepare that entity, that animal entity, or even the cells and atoms of that entity to move into a human consciousness. And then from human, it goes into um, uh, the higher levels of consciousness. Um, no, the, the group consciousness, a, a whole city consciousness, a whole, the whole earth consciousness, galaxy uh, and beyond, 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 all the way up until uh, you know, there's it's pure, absolute awareness of all the ever-expanding physical dimension, if you want to call it that, the mind, the dimension of the mind. And then we can go beyond that, which is into pure, absolute consciousness of 
awareness of all that is, ever was, will be, and 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 pure awareness that everything is one, and there never was anything separate to begin with. So this equals always an atom of a pure unconsciousness lying in some rock in the middle of some space galaxy that has no self-awareness or anything like that to all the way to full awareness of pure being, which is beyond physical matter, which is beyond time and space and concepts and, and whatnot. So there was never really an us as in me or Renee or Nikki or Aaron or who who, who decided to in, to incarnate into some limited life experience. It's it's life itself that's doing it, playing the character of Renee, Nikki, Aaron, everyone else out, out there in the world. It's It's life doing it. It's not us. Us is just a character that life is playing, but us is not real. There's no individuality there doing anything on, on, on its own accord, if you want to call it that. It's I'm life itself to, doing it. I got a question. Yep. So, okay, now we're alluding to the fact that it takes a certain degree of consciousness to evolve to the next stage, right? Like you were talking about the animal and animal that are close, that are cl- animals that are closer to people attain some more a more sense of I guess purpose in the sense of self to evolve into the next stage. But can you just briefly summarize that again, really quickly? I, I, the phone started chopped up a bit there. Okay, hold on. Let me take my headphones off. Let me see. Can you hear me now? Yeah, a little louder, okay. better. Yeah. We kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, animals that are domesticated take on, they, they, they develop a greater sense of awareness, which kind of attributes to their evolution. Okay, yeah. now, every everything being one, everything yeah. being one, yeah. how do we address the the, the the part of us, the part of the, the one that yeah. is constantly usurping the... Um, Consciousness the body of anybody the else who tried. Who, hello. Yeah. Yeah. How do we address the entity or the part of the entity that is whose primary function is to keep everyone else ignorant of, you know, their this entire paradigm or this entire existence? You know what I'm saying? How do we address? Well, I I I I might know what you're saying. So is what you're saying there is a some sort of um. Uh, force or intelligence that wants it's that wants us to be unaware of what we are. It seems that way, doesn't it seem that way? Yeah, it does. It you does. Know? Yeah, you it's, know. I mean, however, they, they uh, what force there be other than the force of uh, life itself? Say again. What force could there be that would perform that function other than life itself? Life itself. There's, there is none. Yeah, is this none. is this is life's this is life's life. It wants to experience itself mm-hmm. in as many ways it can, and that includes any way and shape and form of limitation, all right. the way up all the way up to the most unlimited self or right. form of expression, if you want to call it. Um, it it just wants to do everything, so it it, it has no limits. So it, it it creates every scenario possible in any way possible, which is unlimited. So it just creates unlimited manifestations 
and unlimited stories and un- unlimited situations to experience um, its its own creativity. Now, one one fellow uh, I was listening to recently uh, likened it to this: that the creator, or let me not, let's not use the word creator just yet. That source, our pure consciousness, um, is seems to be obsessed or delighted to rediscover itself over and over again. So that's that's the process of creation. It just wants to discover itself over and over again because it it's it's just delighted with that. So it creates these uh, this big story in which it never, in which it forgot who it was or didn't know what it was, and it creates these stories, these intricate stories to um, um, live out this fantasy of discovering itself over and over again. And, and, and that's the process of, of life, is, is life itself exploring all facets of everything that's even possibly being to even experience. And then along these different facets of experience, it seems to have a story of evolution, of, of, of awakening within its own self. And so the, the dream is the, is the stories of, of separation and you know, life, you know, life's experiences. It could be murder, rape, winning the lottery, um, you know, uh, being blessed by a million angels, uh, traveling to other dimensions. You know, mechanics working in their shop, uh, bugs on the ground, things in the sea, other dimensions, space time. It's all that. It just it wants to experience all of it. So it just manifests itself in everything ever, that's possible. Meaning you, me, the the internet, um, TV, radio. You know, bodily fluids inside your stomach right now. This is all life. This is life expressing itself in every way possible. Now, if if even the you know the concrete below your feet is aware, and and the air is aware, and and every part of life has its own um, every part of life fits fits inside of every other part of life. So you know the cells in my body, atoms, cells, molecules, organs, all these things make up this being called Renee and Aaron. So there's not really one of you. There's trillions of you that make up you. All the cells and everything, trillions of them. What makes us think that we we are, you know, separate from the trillions of other literally each cell in your eyebrow, in your face, and even in your brain is made up of individual beings which are billions of trillions of atoms and cells. I mean, this is not one being here. This is a whole, you are a whole universe. Each cell, each atom is a universe that's unlimited. Like, think about that. Every cell and atom is unlimited. And it's, that's what makes you up. You are walking unlimitedness. Walking unlimitedness. There's no you. There's just, there's just a whole bunch of smaller things that make up one giant thing. And you, the body... Sorry, not you, but the body is like a, like a cell, like an atom inside of the body of creation. Meaning, mm. if you like zoom out of planet Earth, you'll see a, bo- uh, a 
you know, a big globe or whatever you want to call it there, and you zoom out more and more and more, and you got who knows what you got. You got planet, space, who knows what you got out there. But this this body here is just a cell in that whole giant thing. So, and everyone, you know, everything is part of this giant one thing. What is it? It's life. Can you describe it? So somewhere in our body, (laughs) I'm just thinking about that. The image that came into my head was inside, I'm a universe just like we exist in what we have been taught and think of as the universe. There are some cells somewhere in my body having a podcast talking about how there's cells in a in a universe, <laughs> or just how it just goes on and on and on, and how there is no beginning or end. It's just infinite and in, in yeah, either direction. Yeah, it's just this. Um, well, if if you think about it, let's think about what constitutes life. Okay, if there's no movement in your awareness, like nothing moving then there'd be no existence because there's nothing to do anything to even represent life. So first thing we need is movement because when something moves in our awareness, we know there's something alive, there's something there. So it's safe to say, and you could jump in any time, that without movement, there'd be no life. There's got to be movement because if there's no movement, there's no cells, there's no blood, there's no, and I'm and I and I'm talking specifically duality, physical life, if you want to call it that. The cells in the body move, the blood's pumping, there's moving there, the atoms are moving and shaking on the atomic level. There's movement at all times. If there's no movement, then there's no life. Then there'd be no oxygen air, there'd be no light to even see, there'd be no feelings to feel, there'd be nothing. So vibration and movement are essential. Now, if we look at everything around us moving, um, we'll see that the movement never stops. It never stops, ever. Not in your body, not not even the thoughts in the mind. For most people, nothing's stopping moving. So in order for there to be... um, Let's say in order for us to have any authority in life or, ha- or to, to have power to do something on our own, we would have to extract ourselves out of creation and create some sort of fantasy land. Because if all of creation, if everything right now in the whole physical universe is moving and vibrating right here, right now, then something must be making it move and vibrate. If if every if I was to pick up a baseball and throw it at someone's head, it'd be safe to say that I threw the ball which caused it to hit the fellow's head and caused a big bruise on his forehead. But that didn't really happen. Because the movement before the the, the thoughts before that and the movements before that incident were um, there's no beginning I'll put it this way There's no beginning and end to any movement It's all one giant movement Like, Have you ever been still for once in your whole life? Absolutely still Not even a heartbeat Not even anything 
course, you've always uh-huh. been moving. Okay? And everyone has always been moving. Okay? And I asked last show, can, have you ever been able to stop this now current moment from occurring? This, like, right now, this time. Not what's happening inside your, your awareness right? in terms of, like, what physical objects are moving around you. I'm just talking about the time, like now. Have you ever been able to stop now? Have you been, ever been able to stop now from happening? And everyone I've talked to says no. They cannot stop time from just happening right now in this moment. And I ask people, have you, been, have you ever been able to stop being you right now? To just evaporate out of the you know, existence right now? No, we've always been ourselves. We were born this way. We're right now, even in this moment, right now, we are just being ourselves. And, and we can't do anything about it. We're just ourselves. Even, even thoughts of not being ourselves is still ourselves thinking about not being ourselves. So two things established. We have, we've never not been able to be ourselves, and we've never been able to stop the current now moment from happening. Now, in this current now moment, you are yourself. So you are part of this now moment that's never, that's always been now. It's always been now. So that being said, one must come to the conclusion that we have never been able to stop being ourselves. And, And we had no say in it because we're just, we just exist. There's no way to just take ourselves out of existence and stop time and just, walk around. No. So where was there ever a free will in the history of mankind? If if we are part of the now moment, our existence is part of the now moment, and the now moment is unstoppable, and, and we've never been able to stop it, ever. Where was the free will ever there? It was never there. Just because our mind says, oh, I did this, doesn't mean that you did it. It just means that it just means that your mind said you didn't do that. The mind is not an authority on it. It can't. The mind can only think. It can't know anything, so it can just make up stories all day, all night. But it can't know anything. So the mind says, "Yeah, I'm I'm an individual." Well, you know, think about it. Think about this moment right now. Right now, you are yourself, and you and 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 you can't stop this moment, and you never will stop any moment. So you've always been yourself, and, you, and you've never been able to stop it. So that, so that must apply for everyone else in the universe, because everyone else in the universe is inside time, and, and they can't stop time. And they were born, and, and they don't know, you know how to stop being born, so they're part of time. If part of time, then you have no say, because you're part of time, and time is moving whether you like it or not, and you're going along with it whether you like it or not. And in that time, in that moment of being yourself, you could have beat someone up. You could have stolen from a store. You could have uh, won the lottery and, and helped all your friends buy houses. You were just being you. You were born to think what you think. You were born to do what you do because that's what's happening, and you can't stop it from happening. Even if it's bad, even if it's good, who knows? Even bad and good are just ideas that life is thinking up as you. It's just, there's just no control. It seems like there's control, 
but the personality does not have any control. Like that, like the thought system doesn't have any control. The thoughts don't have any control. The power behind the thoughts has control, which is you. You have control. Okay? But not the thoughts. And the thoughts are the ones that are inside time and space. Not you. So is there any part is thoughts. there any part of our expression that is outside of time and space? Yes. Like say when when we die. Um expression? Hard to say about expression, because expression just that term expression itself is inside time and space. So yes, there is a there is we are outside time and space. Mm-hmm. Time and space occurs within us. Mm-hmm. It, it time and space occurs within our awareness. We are aware of time and space happening within us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um- Aaron, you had a question? Did you have a question? Yes. I, I'd i like to know, it's a two-part question, really. I'd like to know what your view is of this thing that we call money and why so many of us have uh, problems with it, you know, a, a serious sure, that's, that's imbalance that's with it. Sure. Well, in terms of manifestation, I'll put, I'll, I'll start with that. Um, most people are thinking in terms of past and future. So when they want something, they usually want it in the past or they want it in the future. They have dates, they have timelines, they have months, um, and they operate from that. Now, the, the universe does not understand time the way we do. So we're continually projecting something into an imaginary land. I want this. I need money. But all that stuff that we're imagining um, is looked at. When we're looking at money from a human perspective, we're looking at it from a, from a perspective of lack, like, like there's a limited amount out there, okay? And that we as individuals somehow need to attract it, manifest it, gather it, earn it, work hard for it, whatever it is. That in itself, that in itself is a concept which is just a thought. It's just a thought saying money is hard to get. i got to work for my money. Money is this. Money. We're just making assumptions about money. First of all, we're making assumptions about what money is. It's just a, a concept. It's a piece of paper with some ink and pictures on it. Okay? That's... That's what it seems to be on a, on a physical level. Uh, some cotton or whatever paper. Some ink on it and God knows what else in there. Um, what is it energetically? It's a symbol of energy. It's a symbol of energy. Now, if we lack energy from within, and within creates the without, then the lack of money is not a lack of money. It's a lack of energy. It's a lack of self-awareness that it is the self that seemingly creates energy. But it's not like that because we are energy. We are energy. 
So the less we know of what we are, the less of our own energy we experience, the more we're aware of what we are, the more of our own energy that we experience. And energy is his energy. And money is his energy. Everything is energy, if you want to call it that. So when you start to understand what you are, you understand that money is only a concept of it. It's just out of a zillion thoughts in the universe. Let's just say there's one zillion thoughts to choose from. Money is this one thought out of all those zillions of thoughts. And guess what? That one thought is no more uh, important than any other thought. I could think, I have an itchy ankle right now. Or I want I want a million or I have a million dollars in, in, in my bank right now. Those two thoughts are the same thoughts. There's no difference to the universe. It doesn't care what the thoughts are in in terms of what you want to manifest for yourself. You have complete freedom to manifest and experience whatever you want. So people have some sort of stigma attached to money like it's this big thing and it's it's harder to manifest than something else. It's only a thought that says it's harder. That's it. Everything is it's kind of like life is one giant placebo effect. Whatever you believe, you will get. You will see. It doesn't matter how you come to that conclu- how you come to that belief. Um, if you truly believe it, and I mean truly believe it, it will be there. Whatever it is that you're believing, it just has to be there because you are the one. You are you are the master of your own manifestation. So we just we 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 are stuck in a system of ideology of thoughts and concepts that teach us money. They teach us the way money works. Um, or the way people want us to think money works, which is a really distorted viewpoint, which keeps you in the and keeps you in a thought system where you're in constant lack. Now, if you were to come from the viewpoint that you are unlimited power, unlimited awareness, unlimited strength, and this, that, this, that, and someone was to tell you you're broke and you don't have money and this is how you get money, you'd laugh at them because the unlimitedness from which you can the, the unlimited power from which you can draw on would it's unlimited so why would i believe a story of of working hard to get money and this and that and this and that now our own minds create the world around us physically by the belief in the system of whatever it is the system of being human, the system of being on earth, the system of living in the Pennsylvania, the system of being this age and weight and this is my job. And within all these descriptions we have for our, our life, we, we, we have a system of thought. And if that system of thought does not allow for effortless energy, effortless money, effortless existence, then, you're gonna, then whatever, else, whatever else you believe in, it will be that. If you think it's hard to get money or hard to do this or hard to do that, it's just a thought that you're thinking in the now moment. But, but, but because you believe that thought, that's what you see manifesting. You don't see the money coming into your account or getting the jobs you want or getting the opportunities you want because you don't believe that it's possible. You may think, oh, yeah, it might be possible, but deep down inside you're like, oh, no, nah, never happened to me. It's just too hard. It's too unpredictable or it just, I don't see it happening. And 
we just adopt these viewpoints that are self-defeating because we are the ones who are, are making it happen. So the moment we the moment we say, you know, it's hard to do this or why isn't this happening, we've already at that moment we've just established the rules of reality. The rules are it's hard and it's why isn't it happening to me? So it's so it can't happen to me. It's 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 rough to come by, and then you start dwelling in these thought patterns, which bring about more poverty because you don't believe you have the power to get the job, to get the money, to even manifest the money. And, ma- and money is just energy. It's just energy. Everything is just the same energy with a one decimal place different frequency value, which creates a different image. So the image of money and the image of your cell phone is like point zero 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 one point seven four nine frequency difference between one object and another. It's just a minute mathematical difference in frequency, if you want to call it that, that creates a different looking object. Otherwise, it's the same energy. Same thing. Even your legs are the same energy as the dog walking on the street in China in this little village right now. Same energy, just a different frequency to create the different image of the the legs versus the dog. That's it. Same thing. Everything is the same. So to manifest a a, a penny or a million dollars or a you know big rig truck with whatever, it's, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. So the question is is what do we believe that we're capable of manifesting and the foundation by which that belief comes by. If we have a foundation that that we are that we are coming from unlimited energy, that that's what you intrinsically are, then there won't be any issue on manifesting because you won't see any lack of energy. You won't see any lack there to to say you don't have what you want. But if you're coming from lack, then everything is just a big deal in getting it. So it's really just about recognizing that money is just energy that anyone else take away take away the worship. Take away the oh my god, money, money. Take that away. Just look at money like anything else, like a piece of gum on the ground or uh, you know, a, a empty chocolate bar wrapper. It's just that. Stop idolizing. Stop looking up to it. Stop thinking it's something that is even important in terms of your life. Because when we identify with money as beginning us giving us what we want, then we've then we've become associated with the energy, the vibration of that low that survival mentality, that the lack mentality. When you come at it with money as energy and I've been giving away all my energy for a long time because I have all these fears and, and dislikes and judgments of people and this and that. You're just and and there's government and conspiracies and you're just under fear and you're under the spell that that life is outside of you and you are subject to the random rules of reality and and you could die or go homeless or anything any time can happen to you. Then there's a sense of fear and a sense of lack of power and. And surrendering your 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 power to all sorts of ideas that really don't exist. They're just concepts floating in space. So we're we are constantly giving our our life. We have an inexhaustible amount of life force, if you want to call it that. Yet we have hypnotized ourselves 
into not having the unlimited life force by believing we are something other than pure life force. So we've hypnotized ourselves into being limited humans by believing that. So we've cut our our inexhaustible um, life force supply. We've seemingly cut it off, but that's just an that's just a hypnotic illusion we're under. It's a, a hypnotic spell that we've self-induced in order to keep ourselves in the game of life, in order to keep the illusion going, in order to keep the the character of Renee or whomever still playing the game. Because once you awaken to you know to what to what's really going on on varying levels, then your life will alter altogether. Uh, it will alter, or it will just disappear from you know from existence in terms of um, in terms of the individuality will go away. Like you will merge into the group consciousness or. God consciousness, or who knows what. So there's different stages of a of conscious evolution, if you want to call it that, in which one is very self-centered, like little kids are, you know, and then they one starts to discover there's more to the life than just the self, and they they may start getting some interest in, you know, group activities and and whatnot, and and actually you start to become friends with people and stop you know being a hermit and. And then they may get some ideas, you know, about maybe there's more to life than even this, and you know, start feeling some psychic energies and whatnot, and really get involved in that, and start to realize, you know, there's actually a group consciousness, there's actually a consciousness of mankind, like a collective consciousness, and and if you can merge your mind with that, then you could be aware of what the whole group of mankind is thinking and doing and experiencing. And then this grows from there. You, you can go on to, you know, galaxy, universe, solar system, and and become aware of all these levels and, and and even beyond that. So it's it's just life playing evolution with itself and, and, and you having some ideas about money and how to manifest or what it is or how to work with it, that's just life playing with itself, playing the game of oh, I need money, oh I need this and that. It's just playing the game of ignorance. It it's it's it, life is trying to pretend that it doesn't know what's 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 going on and you're the manifestation of that in this particular moment, in your way. You know, just like I have certain things uh, that boggle, you know, boggle the mind. Uh, We all have things that boggle the mind, but that's life. Um, The reason why things boggle the mind is because the mind can never know anything. It can just think about things. It will will think about things for eternity, but it will never know anything because the mind doesn't exist. It's just a thought. The mind is really just a thought. So... You know, the thought that I have a mind creates the mind. But if I didn't think I had a mind, there wouldn't be any thought being had because there'd be no mind to even think of a thought. It's just, it's like a, it's like a vicious uh, circle of a catch-22 once you start dwelling in the mind. So the mind is never ending. It just goes on forever and ever and ever uh, until we realize it's just spitting out gibberish and then we stop paying attention to what the mind is saying, and then it just, it'll just go away. It'll just go away. Um, so, essentially, money pretty much kind of displays the role of the catalyst for us to either feel like we can easily get things that we want or 
make it more difficult to get things that we want. Sure. It's about yeah. we use money as that role to as this being having this experience is going to be easy for me to get things. So money kind of acts as the role of money acts as this this and being, I guess, or energy that allows me to get things that I want. Or I have the belief that things are very difficult or I don't have I don't want to experience things that are easy for me to obtain and so the lack of money is going to be my Money is, it has no meaning intrinsically. It's just energy in the shape of paper with some images on it. It's just like a fork from your your cutlery set. It does nothing by itself. It just sits there and does nothing. It's the ideas we have formed around money that create the effect of money. It's the ideas that we attribute to that shape and form which creates all the drama around money. Money by itself is nothing. It's just a piece of paper. Okay? Let's just get down the facts first. It's a piece of paper with some ink and whatever else on it. That's that's what we know for certain. Okay? Okay. That being said, anything else that you possibly can utter out of your mouth right now money is just an idea you spontaneously created right now. That's it. It's Whatever you have to say about money is just an idea that literally means nothing. Because you created, you created the idea of money to begin with. You did. So the meaning it has is what you've given it. But that doesn't mean that's what the meaning is. That's just what you've given it. Okay, so what is money? Money is a representation of your hmm, part of your awareness, part of your belief system and understanding of creation. Okay, it's just like everything else in your reality is. Everything that you see around you, your see, touch, taste, feel, experience, all of it is is a reflection of what is going on subjectively inside of you. Okay, if I if I wake up in a bad mood and there's two twins, two brothers who are 12 years old, they sleep in the same room, two different beds, they wake up, brush teeth same time, eat breakfast same time, go to school same time, same bus. One of them is in a great mood, just great, happy mood for whatever reason, and the other one's in a really bad, leave-me-alone mood and just crabby they're going to have two completely different days, even though they're right beside each other the whole time. One's going to eat lunch and say, oh, I don't like this sandwich. It doesn't taste good. And a little bit of apple, and the apple's rotten. He got a rotten apple. His juice is leaking all over his, his tray. The other one is all good, nice clean apple, nice clean juice. His sandwich tastes great. The, the, the person even put some extra cheese on there for him. You know, things just go your way because... Um, you're not entertaining ideas of low vibrations or or lack or lack, thoughts of lack or who knows what. You're just in the flow. Life, your natural state is joy and comfort 
and acceptance and love and just a sense of well-being, a sense of celebration, okay? Celebration is the natural uh, state, celebrate, okay? Now, um, how how we're dealing with situations uh, really is, just depends upon what you feel from the inside out. So the the outside the, the the thoughts of pain, hunger, of uh, someone beat me up, uh, you know I got someone scam me for twenty thousand dollars or who knows what, you know my wife left me, she took all my money. These thoughts, the dwelling on those thoughts creates, uh, we create a meaning around things. So my my wife left me with nothing. What do I do? Ooh, you know I want to go hire a hitman or killer. Or something crazy like that. That's just that is just someone who has an idea. If you marry a woman and she divorces you and takes all your money, that is wrong. And therefore, because of that, you are you should be allowed to uh, destroy her life and you know uh, terrorize her and stalk her and all you know. We, we just get these ideas in the head that in which in which we are in which we justify the feelings and uh, react to them. React, okay? People react, and, and what I mean by that, it's like an automated thing. It's it's there's no thought involved. It's just instant reaction without a thought involved. Um, and we must attribute something like like that. I mean, everything obviously is is life force. But when when something is happening as far as a reaction, there's there's definitely some automation in there, and most people react. They react to everything. They just someone says something to them, they're just boom. They're just you just set them off. You know, I could be in a perfectly good mood right now, right now, and I can just go to my neighbor across the street and knock on the door and just say, hey, you know, and start yelling at him, calling him a goofball and this and that for no reason. Okay, yet. That will in that will he will have a reaction to that and probably instantaneous reaction which he can't even help it just instantly someone's threatening him just react boom so we're we are all in this state where we're where we're, we are reacting to things without realizing these things where we are reacting to we created we created the character who came into our life who. Uh, scams for $20,000 because there are certain things within our psyche, within our mind, our awareness, our feelings, emotions, that that we somehow felt that that person, that situation, um, they had something we wanted. They had something we wanted. For some men, it's women. It could be their, a part of their body. Yeah, you know, I, I met this woman last week and Look at that booty, or look at her chest, or look at her face. There's an attraction. There's something you want from that person. Or maybe it's a relationship. Oh, she's really nice. Yeah, you know, maybe if we can date, and who knows what will happen. You know, we just fantasize about getting married, and maybe she's the one, or maybe he's the one. All right. So you know, there's someone we we meet. Yeah, I got a really good investment. Uh, you know, you, you give me twenty grand guaranteed. You know. 150 grand in, in six months return, and you want money. You you worship money. You are in the spell of money. 
so you fall in. You start dreaming thoughts of grandeur and, oh, what are you going to do with this 150 grand? And, and you buy into it. So there's, there's certain things that we desire and that we, that we feel are not whole within ourselves that we encounter certain people who represent that thing that we want. And then we usually jump into a, a friendship, a relationship, some sort of situation with this, with this person or whatever it is that ends up, we end up suffering because they um, maybe, you know, may, may end up uh, possibly not uh, fulfilling those expectations in which you had dreamed about in that. And, and, then, and then life gets really crappy because you realize that you were chasing your desires, your dreams of a great relationship, great sex, or money, or whatever it was, and you and you realize that that desire, that obsessiveness about that idea, got your got you got you ending up in a situation that really sucks because you didn't get what you wanted. Um, and you blame someone else for that. And no one told you to expect anything. No one told us, you know, that uh, that these expectations are going to be fulfilled. But we just dreamed up. We 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 followed a fantasy. It was like a carrot dangling in front of a, a, a rabbit's you know, face, and it grabs us chasing after it all day. So that's what we do. The mind will dream up any situation it can and, and, and present it to you and say, if you do this, you will be happy. If you hook up with her, hook up with him, uh, get this money, do this drug, travel here, go to India, live in, a, live in a cave, meditate, it will tell you anything it can to send you on a wild goose chase everywhere in the universe except inside yourself because it knows, the mind knows. The moment you start looking inside, game's over. The mind is done. It's done. It will. It will. It will, it will meet. Its, the mind will meet its its demise um, soon after that. So it sends people on wild goose chases by 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 giving them dreams and hopes of grandeur and images in the mind and and sensations in the mind that. If they only get this thing, the money, the woman, the, the guy, the, the car, the boat, the job, that everything will be okay after that. And then once, once my life settles financially or I get this job or this person or this thing in my life, then I can start concentrating on spirituality and, and settle down. And, but I need the money first. I need, I need money. I need, uh, I need things in my life to settle down before I can concentrate on that sort of religious, spiritual, or philosophical stuff. Because life's too busy right now, it's too hard right now, I need to, I need to focus on that. But the only thing that, that, that we're going to be focusing on is the problems. The moment, the, the, what, you, what you put your attention on, where that attention goes, it manifests physical situations. Physical situations. So whatever your eye, what, in your mind, you have an image of your body. In your mind right now a mental image. That mental image you have in your mind of your body, that mental image is what created the physical look of your body. And that's what the physical look of your body in real time is, is, is the template coming from. 
you actually change the, the mental image of the body and the mind, the physical body will change along with that. It's as simple as that. You got a gigantic beer belly from hell that just weighs like 80 pound beer belly. Then literally go in the mind and start picturing a completely different body. And you will it'll blow your mind away. You'll Physically, you'll just change right before your eyes. I, I'm not saying in one second flat. I mean, it is possible if you're in a now, but we're not dealing with that. We're dealing with the average person. Um, yeah, it'll just, it'll just, the physical mind, the mind bends reality. It manifests the reality it, as you know it. So whatever you're thinking about, whatever you're visualizing, whether you're daydreaming, whether you're worrying about your, your, your brother or sister who had surgery, or thinking about what you're going to eat for dinner, I don't care what it is. Whatever, you're, whatever your mind draws a picture of in its mind, that's what the physical reality is molded from. So the image of the body... So you may get a big, you know, uh, a cut on your arm and, oh my God, look at the cut on my arm and freak out and, and it's a big deal, right? So now you go around and, and so you'll get stitches and for the next two weeks, you walk around to all your friends and telling them, hey, do you hear about what happened to me? And they're like, and they say, what? They say, well, I got this huge cut on my arm. Look at it. Look how big it is. And everyone's like, wow, man, did it hurt? Holy, look at that. You got 18 stitches. Whoa. So now this is part of your story now. Now this is part of a new part of your story. You can go around tell everyone and make sure they know the new part of your story. Phone your, you know, your, your, your brother in, in England and, hey, guess what happened to my arm? Blah, 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 blah. So now you're just owning this story. Now you're imprinting that, that belief into your life. And that scar is never going to go away because you believe that situation happened you want it to happen. You're just like telling everyone. You're celebrating by telling everyone. So you've just manifested uh, that scar to stay there forever because you believe it's there. In your mind's eye, in your memory, in your mental image, that happened and you got a scar now. So you, and you believe that. So the, card, the scar just stays there forever because you believe it. And what you believe, the mental image, just manifests. So let's talk about money. I had a person email me, Renee, what am I going to do about money? I can manifest this. I can manifest this. I can manifest everything I want, but I can't manifest money. What am I going to do about that? How is that happening? Why is that happening? I know, I know the mind's powerful, and I know we, we can manifest what we want sometimes. So why is this happening? I said, you know, I, I just wrote back. I said, you just answered your own question. The mind can manifest what it wants, and in the same sentence, you just said, I can never manifest money. Why, where's the problem? There's the problem. The mind can manifest what it wants, and you just told the mind that you can't manifest money. So you're not getting money because you've told the mind you can't manifest money. And she's like, oh, I mean, yeah, it's just read. Have you most people don't even read it's what belief. they write. It's more the, it's more the belief than it's the thought. You can say, I'm a millionaire, but if you don't believe it, then that's not what's happening, yeah. right? It's the belief. I mean, you're like, you believe your whole history. You believe wholeheartedly that you're in your house or on the phone or whatever you're doing right now. Thus, it is. 
And certain people have certain beliefs that they grew up with that create a completely different dimension. I mean completely different dimension than other people. Most people think that what they believe to be true, personally, applies to everyone else on the planet. Like, wow. I mean, really, like their version, they, and even their thoughts in their head, like, I'm right and they're wrong. Like, they, people literally think they're gods. They just, this is how reality is, and I'm right. And, you know, and it's just madness. It's just sheer lunacy. Um, however, that's fine. It's, that's the way it's meant to be. Um, that being said, it's, uh, reality is a giant placebo. Like I said, whatever you believe manifests. So, right. Okay, you know, speaking of which, we have a question in the room where someone is, is basically talking about forgiveness. So should you, let's say that, you know, you have a very woman, you're a woman and you have a womanizing man, should yep. you do you forgive him and still, you know, say, okay, I forgive you because I'm judging you and judgment is in the mind? Do you no. overlook people easier no. because um, it's all in the mind? Or do you, you know, what, what, yeah, you, well, what is... What, well, what is let's, just, let's analyze what cheating is all about. Cheating is the idea, no? Now, there's several ideas I'm going to branch together here. First of all, the idea that that this man or this woman I'm going to be with for the rest of my life, okay, that is assumed for whatever reason I don't know. It's just craziness, but it's it's, it's an assumption. And that... Sex means love or tenderness or whatever the definition someone gave to sex. That's what they think. And then they think, well, if my man or my woman sleeps with someone else or is looking at someone else or thinking about someone else, then they must not love me. They may not like me. They may not like my body. Uh, they're trying to use me. Who knows? But the thing is, we never know. I know, and, and I'm not done uh, about, uh, about this talk, uh, topic. I'm just going to expand a little bit more on it is whatever explanations the mind can come up with as to why something is happening, it's always wrong because it can never know. It's a wild guess in the middle of shooting a dart, in the middle of the dart. It's, you just never know. So the mind will as- assume all sorts of conclusions based off a man cheating or wife cheating or what they're doing and womanizing. And in terms of forgiveness, well, we have to, we have to analyze that expectations on any any level, any level, I don't care what level it is, are are just that. They're expectations that are only exclusively in our own heads and nowhere else. They're nowhere else. So one marries marries someone with the expectation life's gonna be good and get married and build a life together, business and family and love and whatever. Yet when that goes haywire, you know, the mind just panics. It doesn't know what to do because the program, the expectation was was, was uh, breached and there was no backup plan. There was no contingency plan. So in terms of forgiveness, there's nothing really to forgive because no one ever really did anything. You know, and, and I'm saying that in the most absolute extreme level of reality, that Really, everything here is pure life force. It's There only is life. There's nothing other than life. And there's one thing that makes life happen. And that's called life force. 
There's no individuals doing anything. There never was a time in which you were not being yourself. Everyone is always being themselves, and they have not even been able to stop that. Just like you are you right now, and you haven't been able to stop it. And in this moment, as time moves each millisecond, if you want to call that, we haven't been able to prevent time from moving forward seemingly. And we are part of that time. We, Our bodies, our thoughts, our emotions and feelings are part of the movement of time right now. And we haven't been able to stop time. So that must mean that we, have not, we are not capable of stopping being who we are in the moment. We can't stop feeling what we're feeling and thinking what we're thinking or existing in the room or existing. We can't just press time out. It's, it's there automatically. So him, your husband or wife, whoever cheated on you, <clears throat> even though it seemed as though it was your wife or husband or whoever, it was life force itself compelled itself to do that. For whatever reason, it knows. And that's just the way life is. It just, it just does things that it wants to do. And we may say, oh, it was my husband who did that or the the neighbor kid who did that. But really, it's just life doing it. It's just doing it. Just like you're existing right now. You're You're just existing. You can't just stop existing. Life is just doing it. So we can build all these ideas about why it's doing it and what it means. But if we did that, we would be using the mind to try and figure it out. And we know the mind cannot know anything. It can just think about things. The mind can only think. That's why it thinks, because it cannot be. If it was being, it wouldn't have to think because it would already know. Okay? The mind would already know. So the mind, because the mind cannot know anything, it has to think about things and then dream up crazy meanings and explanations for things it can never know. It just assumes it knows. It's just assuming it's God. It doesn't know. So what happened happened with the husband or wife and it's gone. It doesn't exist. The only thing that exists right now is a painful memory or a painful thought. Right now is now. Wherever you are in your room, in your house, patio, outdoors, on a cell phone, in your car, that's what's happening right now. Anything else, any idea about something that happened in the past even five minutes ago, is just a thought in your mind in the now moment. And that thought carries emotion. It carries a feeling, a meaning behind it. But it's just a thought. If we let a thought impact our well-being, our our day-to-day well-being, then who's really in control of our lives? Us or our thoughts? It's just a thought. I once, before I awakened, I was reading this website, and this one guy was explaining, the secret to being happy 99% of the time is to just, in any moment, in any moment, anything that's bothering you, just look at it. Look at it for what it is. Look at it without meaning. Just, what is it? Take all the meaning away and just you know, physically look at it. First of all, physically see, see if you can actually see this, uh, this thing. Because 90, 99% of the issues are non-physical. They're just like ideas in the head. And then second of all, look at it for what it is. It, what is the object? What is the, what is the threat? 
Where's the threat? Is the threat now? Was in the past? Was in the future? Where's the threat? If we if 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 we all look around, the moment we feel some discomfort within us, look stop in that moment and look around physically look around, okay, and identify the threat. You probably won't be able to because it's probably not there. It's probably just in your own head. So, I I couldn't even imagine at that point when I read this. You know, whatever is bothering you in the moment, in any moment, just let it go. Just let it go. And I thought to myself, what? How can I just let go of something that's so important, that's so impending, that's so, you know, this is a big issue. Some of these things that I, I, problems I have are big issues. I can I just let it go? And I couldn't even imagine what that meant, you know, just just stop it, let it go. And it it, it occurred to me that in order to be happy, you have to uh, let go of any mental disturbance, any dis- any emotional mental disturbance at, 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 at any given time. Um, yet, from a from a mind that has that has always dwelled on thoughts and 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 only knows the world of thoughts and the world of of concepts and meaning, that could be a daunting task. But I want to remind everyone that the idea that that is a daunting task. To, to quiet the mind down or to not think or to change thoughts or beliefs, any thought you have that it's hard or scary or I can't do it or, or it will take six months or 20 years, I want to remind everyone listening that that is just a thought, one thought. Out of the zillions and billions of thoughts in the universe, and that one thought means nothing. It has no power. It's just a thought. The 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 only power it has, it's like thoughts are like cutlery. By themselves, cutlery just sits on, on, on the table, the knives and forks and spoons, and doesn't do anything. It just sits there all day and night. But the moment you pick it up, your arm, your intent powers that fork. You are now you you are now moving that fork into your mouth and eating food with it. Okay? Thoughts are the same thing. They just float in your mind, float in space, doing nothing, and then you just seize upon a thought. Just you just grab the thought and say, You are mine and your your interest in that thought powers it. It animates it. Your interest in that thought powers it. How much attention you put on it, positive or negative, powers it. And the universe doesn't care what you're thinking. It doesn't care if you're thinking, hey, I want to go, you know, uh, get a 2-6 of whiskey and drink it tonight. Or, oh, I want to go and hug my little niece tonight. It doesn't care because they're just thoughts. They're just concepts. They're just ideas. And we are here to experience ideas. We're here to experience ideas. The problem is when we get lost in the idea, okay, addicted to the idea, trapped habitually into that idea. That's the issue. And if and the issue is when that idea is a negative idea, like I'm not worthy, I'm ugly, money's hard, life is hard, you know, this, that, just crazy random negative ideas that have no basis in reality other than just some weird story that you told yourself in your mind. So you basically wrote yourself a nightmare story, wrote it, 
and are living it and are wondering why our life's a nightmare. You wrote it. You know, no one gave us the definition of death other than us believing some something or assuming something. You know, what is death? Oh, there's a uh, you know, this person over there, they were running around and suddenly they're just not moving around anymore. They're just stop moving forever or for at least for the last six days or seven hours or whatever. So then that's death, that's bad, it's the devil's work, it shouldn't happen. Where does the mind come up with these things? How does it know these things? Who? How does the mind know anything? It doesn't. It can't. It's an illusion. The mind cannot know anything. Just think about it. Not many, not many people think about the mind. They don't know what the mind is. They don't even know that the mind, the, the, the thoughts, are your sixth sense. They don't know the thoughts are the sixth sense. There's five senses, taste, touch, hearing, sight, sound, but thought is a sixth sense. It's not meant to be an identity, ever. It never mm. was. No one wow. ever said that it was an identity other than the thought itself. But that's only because you believed the thought was you. Somehow, you thought the thought was you. And then the mix-up happened. And then you start believing these random gibberish stories. And then uh, life became difficult because the story, the mind doesn't know what it's talking about. So of course life's going to get because this, this is jibber-jabbering and your life's all mix, mixed up and confused and you know, you, everything just went haywire as soon as you started listening to the, the mind, the thoughts. So, and that's the journey of life. That's what life is doing. It's not you doing that. It's life doing that. Life is the one watching. It's, it's the thoughts right now. It's the thoughts right now that are confused. Not life. But the thoughts have no existence. They're just they're just part of your senses. Okay? Because right now you're watching. I'll, do, I'll, I'll just show you right now. What? Are they looking for? You said the thoughts are confused. Are they looking for? Well, I have, to, I have to, well, Let me ask Sean or Aaron. Do you have any questions before I go into another question? Either one of you? Yes. Aaron. Yeah. Would it be safe to say that you could forget your way out of a problem or a disease or an issue? Yes. Hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Because it's because it's the memory that keeps the problem or the issue there. The 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 repetition. Right? If there's no repetition, then there's no story. Hmm. And the only reason you know that you have something, you have a problem or you have a illness, it's because somebody told you that you did. So it's not well, even your thought. You told yourself. Right. You believed it. Someone, some doctor, some guy in a white coat, you got you know, whatever, whatever, suprabababitis in your left ankle. And you're like, what? Yeah, it's a rare disease. I took me eight, you know, took me uh, eight hours of researching but I found it. It's you know, ankle ankleitis, and you better watch out because it has some nasty side effects. And he starts telling you this and that and this and that, and you're like, oh my god, like oh my god, just freak out because you believe him. And then your mind believes this and starts creating all these symptoms. It's just belief. It's as simple as that. I don't believe anything anyone tells me. I mean nothing. I don't care <laughs> who says it. Okay, I'm gonna explain something. Now, just let me give you an example of what I mean. Please don't take this the wrong way. 
I have a friend who's in God consciousness, if you want to call it that. And I mean full-blown, like, absolute God consciousness. I can't even talk to him about time and space or or what happened last week or anything. Because he do, he won't have any of it. He's like, what time? What space? You know, he just totally, there's no way around any illusions with him. He said something. I had a question for him. Um, you know, and a lot of people, you know, may feel honored to speak to, uh, you know, a God-realized person or God itself. Well, I mean, intrinsically, you could conceptually say I was speaking at a conversation with God itself. Okay. Um, so anyways, um, this fellow Peter here, who I was speaking to, is God-realized, and I had some questions for for, the cre- uh, for God, if you want to call it that, and and I asked these questions. And I was dissatisfied with one of the answers that I was given. And even though it was allegedly God who gave me these answers, I was dissatisfied. And I told him, I said, there's no way, you're wrong. And I told God, you're wrong. Not that I was right, but he was wrong. <laughs> and I said this, and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, so basically I asked him a question. I said, I said, if, if, if you are absolute awareness and absolute timeless awareness, okay, this, that there's only one thing in the universe, how is it there appears to be many things happening? How does it appear that I'm in my house, that I'm on the phone with you, that uh, events are taking place and the whole lives are being lived? How is it that this appears? What is powering, what is powering that illusion? The, it may be an illusion that life is, exists here, but what powers it? Something's got to power the illusion in order for the illusion to exist. And he said, straight up, not me. I'm like, what do you mean not you? He's like, I'm not powering it. I'm like, what do you mean you're not powering it? You have to be powering it. Consci- if you are everything, there's nothing outside of you. And these and these illusions or you know life experiences are happening. Why do you say it's not you? So he says, because I'm not a creator. Now listen to that. I'm not a creator. This was last week. This is what he said to me. I'm like, what? What do you mean you're not a creator? So I'm not a creator. I don't create. I just am. So if there's any creation out there, it's not me. And I was like, what? What do you mean? You know. So. Well, it's afraid to take credit for it, especially if you are religious minded or grew up religious. They're afraid to say they're a creator because then you're comparing yourself to God and that's blasphemy and you go to hell. Yeah. So, yeah, I've heard well, what, from people I try to talk yeah. to, which I find it difficult to talk yeah, to. Well, have conversations about to people because it was interesting. That, right? I, yeah. It was. I didn't understand the. I didn't understand the um, perspective he had. So I just told him, I said, okay, let me put it this way. What is that illusionary material made of that creates this illusion? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, you don't know? He's like, nope. I said, don't you want to know? He's like, nope, because it's not me. It's not truth. It's not It's not real. Why would I care about something that's not real? 
So it occurred to me after I got off the phone with him, I you know I you know we we chatted and I pondered on a, on a on a few things he said, and it occurred to me that this manifestation of him of of the creator was so absolutely aware, like absolute awareness, that it literally could not see anything other than itself. It had no opposition. And so when I was asking questions about time and space and about about this illusion, it it couldn't see it. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, anyone out there in the world that the the absolute uh, awareness or God consciousness, like the top end of that, if you want to call it that, doesn't know this is happening. It doesn't know any of this is happening because it's it's full. It's it's one. It has no awareness of anything happening. None. However there are some people who are in God consciousness who are not in what I would call absolute God consciousness. They are, they have what's called absolute and relative consciousness. Relative means their consciousness can reflect upon itself versus God consciousness can't. It just is. So in this state, I went and I had seeked out some other people who had some different levels of awakening or awareness. And this one fellow said, yes, it is true that absolute consciousness does not know anything other than one. Yet, um, God consciousness can also establish itself in that absolute awareness and in the physical body at the same time with full awareness. And so this person went on to explain that life is just uh, playing a game with itself to um, basically awaken itself on an individual level, okay, and on a planetary level, and on a universal level. It's, it's, It's evolving, it's playing the game of evolution on all these levels. And the craziest thing is, is the creator, you know, the source itself... Uh, God, if you want to call it, doesn't even know this is happening. It is, it's, a, it's just a byproduct of what what he calls sleeping. So he said, "We're we are all sleeper now, and we are, and and the mind of God, the mind of God, which God is not even aware of because there is no mind, is creating this dream world in which it's it is evolving. It's it's like creating itself in all these shapes and forms and stories and all this stuff. Just." just to play the game with itself. But the craziest thing is the creator itself, that the top level, doesn't even know this is happening. It can't see any separation. Now, isn't that a paradox? Isn't that the strangest thing? Just wow. So the illusion the illusion is that there's something out there happening. There's movement. There's light, sound, pictures, people's feelings. But at the very, very top level, there's no separation. So none of that's actually happening. And there's no time and space. There's only the now. There's only the here now. So I now I under, you know now I can comprehend where he was coming from, um, which makes sense from his perspective or from its perspective, God's perspective, if, we, if you want to call it that. So we are in what's called, um, what I would call, the mind of God. However, it's, all, it's, it's important to note that that mind is just an illusion. Everything is really just one thing happening. 
just like our mind is an illusion and just like we don't exist individually, you know, we are we are part of the whole. And our mind is just projecting stories and images for us to look at. But it's not really there because we've already discussed in our last program that time doesn't exist. It's just a figment of the imagination. Time truly does not exist. Um, because everything is happening in the now. All thoughts of the past are, are just a quick thought, a quick flash thought in the now moment of the past. And there never was a past for, anything, for any of this any of this to even occur to begin with. There, there was never a time in which I could have cheated on a girlfriend or a husband could have cheated on a wife or anything like that. It just seems like that because, because that's the story that we are telling ourselves. But if you really look closely, even at the physical body, each cell is its own being. Each atom is its own being. Each molecule is its own being. Each organ is its own being. And all these billions and trillions of cells make up this being you look in the mirror at. It's actually billion little individuals, trillions of them, making this character. And this character is alive and it's talking and it's... It's crazy. I mean, what is it? And, and each cell is a universe unto itself and is, is, is infinite. So we are walking infinity. Walking infinity. Thinking we are walking finite. We think we are walking limited when we're actually walking unlimited. So these stories of limitation of someone cheating on someone, someone cheating on this, that's a story. It's just made up because really we're just walking infinity Pretending we're not. Pretending we are characters. I'm Renee, you're Nikki, Aaron. Really? I mean, scientifically examine what's going on physically with your own arm under a microscope. There's not you. There's trillions of you right here, right now, in one body. So let's not mistake that fact. So that just throws all theories out the window of what's actually happening here. That just this is right in your own face. This, you're, you're living this. So again, where's the individuality? It's all any way you look at it. There's no separation from you and your environment. You and your environment has always, always been together. You've always been reacting to your environment. You've always been reacting to smells, taste, touch, sensations, visions, things you hear. Okay, and you're constantly reacting to it. I mean, you've never not reacted to it. Um, I mean, unless so you're so you're so you're one with it. You are a, you are a reaction to everything else. You're there's no separation. Go ahead. So everything in the environment we have basically created in the mind. So where we live, the conditions of our lives. There's not even a body. There's not even body. There's not even a brain. You're just dreaming the brain. Everything. It's 100% full-blown 3D virtual reality that you are in control. Not the thoughts. So, but a very shift lives, abusive lives. Um, I've gotten this question before. Like, why would any? Why would? Why would people choose to have a very abusive? What people? There's no people. There is life, living life. There's life manifesting itself as you or as your husband or as your best friend. 
it's life manifesting itself as humans, pretending to be human, but it's actually life. So there's no you to do anything. Second of all, if if someone has if someone has problems in their life, okay, and they ask me why did I manifest that? Why did I manifest those problems? I would say that the mere fact that you have identified anything in your reality as a problem is the problem. What about children? What about them? Is it the same? Do they manifest that? Do they manifest their problems if they're four or five years old? Of course, they they're they're thinking, right? They're, the the problem is in their own head, right? Oh, I'm not, I went to bed hungry. Oh, I uh, stepped on a nail. That's those are four year old problems, and that's what they're thinking. Why did I go to bed hungry? Why did my mom mad at me? Why did I? Oh, my foot hurts. I stepped on a nail today. That's their that's kids' problems, and that's right. maybe that's what the kid, but it's not really a big problem in. in yeah, but if they're like born, somebody who's born to like very abusive parents and they yeah. get beat every day and they're born into that situation, they yeah. manifest that from the time that well, they... Again, who's they? So-called okay. physical... So life, life, you know, God, if you want to call it, manifests itself as well as all creation in whichever way it appears right now. Okay? And... Thoughts suddenly appear as one of the five senses, or one of the six senses, okay? So as you're growing up, touching, tasting, feeling, smelling, whatever, and then there's an appearance of your sixth sense, which is the thoughts, okay? Now, that's just another sense. But we got confused and thought we were that sense. That's like if you thought you were what you're looking at. You'd be de- you'd be delusional, right? Oh, I heard something. I heard a car. I must be a car. Okay? That's pretty delusional. Mm-hmm. I heard a car. I must be a car. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's, that's equivalent of what's going on with our brains. We heard a thought, so we think we are other thoughts. Oh, I, I, felt, uh, I felt something that I felt like a phone, so I must be a phone. That's the equivalent of how l- lunatic our obsession with our thoughts is. We heard a thought, so we think we are it. What kind of logic is that? It's, that has no logic. It's pure madness. So, a kid who's born into a, an, an abusive family is is a kid who's born into an abusive family. There's nothing more I could really say on that. I mean, life is in charge. The kid's not. Okay? However, however, within within life, thoughts will appear in, in your perception. And these thoughts, some people will understand what the, where the thoughts are coming from. And some will not. It is those who do not understand where the thoughts are coming from, nor do they understand what thoughts are or the context in which to look at thoughts. Those will suffer. 
those are the that's the mass of society who's suffering. They have no idea what thoughts are. They have no idea where the thoughts came from. They have no idea what the five senses are doing, why they're doing that, or where the five senses even come from. They have no idea about the mind, how it works, what it's doing, why it's doing what it's doing. People have not even an interest in their own mind, which is the very faculty they use to experience reality itself. People have no I'm not saying everyone. It appears as though a great majority of the population on Earth have no interest in discovering, critically examining the nature of their own mind, which which gives them the perception of life they are living every day. They don't even care to find out how the mind works, which produces their everyday experience. Oh, it's just the mind. It's just doing its thing, and I'll just do my own thing, and everything's life's good. But then when life sucks, why is it doing? Why is life so hard? Why is life this? Oh, I already know right. about the mind. Don't bring that up. Just tell me how to fix the problem. Well, you got to fix the mind first. Well, what? No, no, that's just gibberish. I need to fix the problem. Well, oh my gosh, it's so bizarre. So bizarre. Right. Okay, I got a question. Yeah. Now, we're talking about nothing, nothing in the past. Well, all there is is now. So nothing in the yep. past exists. Yeah. So how do you plan in in if in the future? So how do you part of planning, plan? Part of planning for the future is now. Future, future doesn't exist. Part of planning for the future is now. Everything that's happening in the now, even me speaking to you right now, is part of the now. So even me saying, "Hey, I want to go plan for a trip to whatever to uh, you know Vegas." Okay, so let's just say you want to go to Vegas in December, and it's and it's, it's June. You can plan for a trip in June, okay? But you, get, you you have to realize that your planning for the trip in June is happening now, okay? All right. And, okay. and June is where is June, right? Where is it? Doesn't exist. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, it doesn't exist. It doesn't, you get that? So we can plan right. for things that oh. don't exist, or we can plan. Or we can just live life, which does exist. We can either live right now, which is really happening right now, or we can plan for things that aren't happening. So it's it's like we can decide to think about living life in some future date, or we can just live it right now. Okay. You know, okay. I can think about living in a year from now, or I can just stop thinking about it and actually live right now. Yes. So I put it, we are evolving from thinking beings into being beings. Okay? Rather than start, rather than thinking all the time about life and what what you're going to do and what you're going to plan, because you because you feel that that future event will bring you happiness. So in your mind, in the now moment, you think, oh, I'd like to go to Jamaica because that will make me... And then you have all these visions of you on the beach and drinking a pina colada and you know doing some reggae dances uh, some, on some beach party or whatever it is. But you're just fantasizing in the now moment. Fantasizing. That's it. 
Yeah, a fantasy of imagined happiness in some future time. When right okay. now you should be happy all the time. All the time. Okay. Right. So why don't we start living in the now? And if that, if you can make a plan, you could say, hey, yeah, I want to go to Jamaica. And then that's it. Make a plan and that's it. And then drop it. Drop it. Don't think about it. When time comes that that trip needs to happen, life will arrange itself to make sure you're aware that you made those plans. It will, you'll get email, your, your your brother, sister, friends will come up say, hey, we got that trip, then two months from now you want to get ready? And then you'll just say, okay, and then all is good. That's no problem with with making plans. But I'll tell you one thing. If you make plans, okay, keep this, keep this in mind. If you make plans, then you are continuing the illusion. You are continuing the story of being human, going to work, uh, doing my daily activities for a whole year, 365 days of, of, of delusions, and then 365 days later, in, in your delusionary land, then the time to go to the trip will go. And then you'll be a human going on that trip because that's what you imagined all along. Or you can just say, oh, you know, you know, I will make a plan to go, and it'll be tentative. And whatever happens between now and then, who knows? So my plan is tentative. And then who knows what happens? Because for me right now, every day, every day is like a brand new adventure into some unknown territory, which is awesome. So it doesn't matter to me that much anymore, personally, if I go on vacation or not, um, as much as it used to. It was it was a big thing for me. For now, it's I'm fine, just chilling, just staring at, just going for a walk. It's just amazing. So, um, it's not that we should stop living life and just meditate on the now. It's when you're living life, when you are living life, whatever you're doing, be aware of the now. Okay, just when you're walking, be aware that you're walking. Be aware of what's going on around you. Be aware of what's of what the we're just thinking, feeling, smelling, think uh, everything. Don't attach. Don't don't say, "Oh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that." Just be aware. Stop the "I am, I am, I am doing this, I'm doing that." Just relax that that I am and start paying attention. Just start paying attention. Don't worry about what you are, what you're not. The mind will ramble anything it wants. It doesn't make any sense what the mind's saying. It's just jibber jabbering. So don't pay attention. Just relax. And that's it. When the time comes, it'll come. I mean, I went to my uh, neighbor's house uh, for the first time a couple of days ago. Just inter- uh, They had a little garage sale, and I went by this to say hi and see what they got. And after talking with the fellow there for five minutes, he said, hey, do you like to go on vacation? Hot places? I said, yeah. He said, well, I have a house in Mexico. I said, sweet. He said, anytime I'm going to come, just come by. No money, no, just maybe uh, $20 a week or something. I'm like, really? 20 bucks a week? Yeah, just, just pay for utilities, you know, the the water and the heat used, and that's it. Come anytime. You have a house, you, have, you can, you know, we have a car, drive around, check things out. Like, wow, that's awesome. Life is, is, life is abundant when you approach it from that perspective. 
I mean, how often does your neighbor just say, come to Mexico anytime, stay as long as you want, stay four months. We don't care. 20 bucks a week. Drive you around, check in, whatever. Like crazy. Um, you know, and my own guest house, right? So um, things like that. Things, magic just happens because you're in the flow of right. uh, excitement. And put it this way, it's, it's it's very difficult for me to even ponder on thinking in a harmful or negative thought. That's that's the level of comfort and joy and well-being that's within me. Like I can't even think, I can't even visualize a negative circumstance in my thoughts right now at this moment. I can't even, even if I want to, I can't, I, I can't picture a, an evil uh, negative situation happening. Even when I imagine it, there's like a light fuzzy, warm glow to it that makes it look like it's all warm and fuzzy. So it's not even, there's no negative, there's no negative feelings or ideas arising to even produce a negative crazy effect. Not that it can't happen. I mean, anything can happen. I'm just not programming that into my experience anymore. It's just not a part of my experience. I just don't get people coming up, up to me and, Giving me bad news, I don't, I, I don't. Even when they do, I don't, I don't view it as bad news. It's just a faded little blurb I hear, and then it just goes away. It's just you just live. So, do you do you do safety precautions? Like, do you wear seatbelts and things like that, or do you um, is that part? Of, oh no, precautions for what? I mean, no. I mean, I used to. I used to wear seatbelts all all time, and then exactly. I stopped. Exactly. And then I stopped for <laughs> ten years, and occasionally now I'll I'll get a little hint to wear it or not wear it, and I'll put it on. But other than that, uh, you know, no. I mean, no. I mean, there's there's a lot of things to do out of fear that I don't do anymore. A lot of things. I mean, like. Dozens of things every day. Now I just don't do those things. I just don't care. There's not that imminent threat to my existence um, that I experience anymore. And that was my daily experience. Not even four months, you know, four months ago. You know, what, what, what if? What if? What if this? What if that? What if my car? It just goes on. Goes on forever. You know. Okay. We have, a, we have about 17 minutes left. I have one more question. Um, yep. I don't we have enough time. But I want to talk about as far as we have a lot of people who spend a lot of time researching history because they want the story to be told correctly or they want the right people to have the the, mm-hmm. the credit mm-hmm. for what they're supposed to credit for. Is this in your opinion, like a big delusion to, is it a waste of time to study history and trying to get the right story out there, correct story? It really depends on one's motivation. Some people, they just love history. They're just, just like they love listening to, you know, Rihanna or, you know, the latest group out there, Justin Bieber. It is love reading history. They, you know, some people... Do it for a hobby. Some people do it for you know business. Some people do it to gain knowledge. You know to help them be more wise, to not repeat the mistakes of the past, or to get the real deal on real history versus fake history. 
If you enjoy it, just you just enjoy history and reading, by all means, give her. If you're actually looking for some sort of truth in history, you might as well just abandon your journey right now. Now, that doesn't mean that everything in history is completely uh, false in that sense. It means that uh, it depends on what aspect of history that you are, what your ultimate goal is. Okay, if your ultimate goal is truth, then abandon history because there's none there. Yet, at the same time, we can go back within our memory and, and, and recall certain experiences that are very profound. Now, when you're reading books or something that, are, that is outside of you, okay, then that, that's just knowledge. That's just thoughts about thoughts. There's no validity to it because it's just a story. Okay? And even your own life, your own life experience is a story. However, your life experience reveals certain things to you about the trend, the trend of where things are going based on your current state of mind. Some, some people's state of mind is, you know, is very uh, uh, lacks self-esteem and you know, very depressive and all these certain things. And if we go back into our life, we can look at that and say, you know, I've, I've been thinking the same way my whole life. I've been getting the same results my whole life. Maybe I, maybe I should change something. Okay, so that's that's history, but then there's another history, which is the world history, which is you know the back in 18, uh, 1776, the Declaration of Independence, the this or that, the Egyptian times, all this stuff. Where are those stories coming from? Who wrote the stories? What's the validity of the stories? Um, we gotta we gotta question that. Now the reason why I say that is because we need to look at the fundamentals of what what history is. Okay, fundamentals. Well, first we must establish, we must, I mean, seemingly to me, okay, it seems obvious that we need to establish first how the mind even perceives reality. How we even, how our mind even gathers the information that we're even talking about, and is that information even valid within our own minds? Is our mind interpreting the information correctly? Mm. That needs to be established before we can even have a discussion. Uh, or most people need to, need to establish that because if your mind is reading these books or hearing this information on the internet or through lectures or whatever, um, how do we know the difference between truth and reality? How do we know the difference between, between illusion and, and, and falsehood or, and, and truth and clarity? When we understand how the mind works you realize the mind, all the images you see, all the images, that's people, friends, family, your house, your car, even the image of your own body, is, is happening inside your own mind. All these sounds you experience are happening inside your own mind. All these six senses, all of them are happening inside your mind. All of them. I'm gonna, I have a 20-minute video that everyone has to look at who's interested in this. It's on YouTube. It explains the illusion of the five senses and explains exactly, scientifically, how reality is happening inside your own mind right here, right now. Until we, until the mass consciousness of humanity can grip that, 
what this video has to say about the mind and how it works. This is going to go on forever, this confusion. Because there is no reality out there. There's only individual personal realities in our minds. There's no consensus reality out there. There's no bodies out there. There's nothing out there. There's just your mind in blank space creating images and visions that you see in front of you that you call your life. There's nothing out there. That's what I'm saying. In the now moment, absolute God consciousness, there's nothing happening. It's just pure love, pure God. That's it. So, so what is the emotion part of um, your, is that part of your five senses? Is that part of your, what is what is emotions and what role do they play as far as the mind is concerned? What? Like somebody knows love or this like the question we had earlier with the somebody's cheating on you and you feel angry or jealousy or whatever. Emotions what are, are meaning. What are, meaning, meaning, meaning. Meaning is something that we assign to something, right? That With that meaning, that meaning generates okay. feeling based on what that meaning means. Okay. But that's all it is. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. It doesn't mean... Just, just because we feel something doesn't mean it's really real or really happening or what we're imagining about that feeling is really happening. It's just a feeling. It's impersonal. It's 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 completely impersonal. It has nothing to do with, you know, it's like a, a $100 bill. It's brand new, pristine. Okay, it's worth 100 bucks. It's worth $100. You can step on it. You can throw feces on it. You could scrunch it up in your hand. You could dip it in, you know, in water, whatever you want to do. The fact is, is that $100 is still worth $100. You just clean it off. It's worth 100 bucks. Same thing with humans. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life, who you've hurt, how it happened, how you feel about yourself. It's just dirt you're throwing on it. Just wipe it off. It's still worth 100 bucks. You're still worth everything you always have been since the day you were born. You are... You are pure innocence. You are pure life. You are like that baby being born. At each moment, that's you. It's just you've we've we've um, covered up the the light, the innocence, the beauty of what we are with meaningless thoughts that mean nothing. That try to describe this magic and beauty that you are, and then these thoughts try to describe the magic and beauty, or try and describe what life is and how it works and what it means and with no basis. There's no foundation for any of it. Because when you when you look closely upon examination, these things don't exist. There's trillions of atoms allegedly make up the whole body. That right there annihilates every notion that you are an individual. These atoms are alive. They're awake. They actually do things in your body that keep the body alive. If these, if these atoms decide at any moment that they don't want to exist anymore in your body, then your body will just fall apart, right? You'll be standing there. You'll just evaporate into nothingness. But something is keeping those atoms in shape, in the shape of your body, and keeping you alive. 
Nothing. So these atoms, these 47 trillion atoms or whatever it is, these, this is you. This is what makes, when you look in the mirror, you're looking at 47 trillion atoms. That's what you're looking at. You're not looking at Renee or Nikki Ring. You're looking at 47 trillion atoms in the shape of, your, of, of, of your body here for you to experience life. That's, think of the power, the force of nature that creates trillions of atoms one by one to make the image of, of, of your body, make your eyeballs, make your ears, make your brain, make your heart pump and electricity pump. Mind-blowing that there's something in this moment right now, right now, keeping your body in, 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 the, in the shape it is and keeping it alive. That itself is mind-blowing. So yes, definitely. To think that we are just these beings that just run around and go to casino and go fight at bars and, you know, just become goofballs or something like that. That's just crazy. It doesn't matter what we do. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Life is animating you. You're animated by life force itself right now. That's a miracle. I mean, a living, you're a living artwork, living artwork of a trillions of billions of cells and atoms all perfectly lined up perfectly with different shapes and colors and textures to make your living body operate animated and think and feel and touch and taste all right now like wow that's that's so incredible the brain can't even comprehend it and to think we're going to sit here and think about someone cheating on someone or or what this book means, or that book means, and trying to explain this, trying to explain that, try and explain that, what the human body is. Just that alone is, un- is, is, un- is unexplainable. Never mind anything it does, which is even more equally unexplainable. Because how so can we even think- touch... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Got one. We've got about six minutes left. I've got one more question, and then I want you to um, give your... And this probably isn't a quick question. But, um, so... Do you feel about like all of the fat, all the the Luciferian Brotherhood and all of the the Illuminati and all of the the fat the things that supposedly are supposed to keep us, you know, dumb the dumbing down of humanity to keep us yeah. zombified? What do you think about that? Is that something that we created? Is that exist? Is oh, that yeah. something that absolutely? Something there's, that- there's many different uh, explanations for that, but. Number one is that all of anything that we see in the world, including our own breath, including our own arms, is created by our own mind. Likewise, the Illuminati um, and all these dark alleged forces are a external representation of our personal lack of responsibility and and represented as a symbol of our lack of personal power in order to take control over what is rightfully yours, meaning your own existence, your own right. your own prerogative that um, does not need to believe in stories of pain and suffering and poverty and, and all these lack and all these uh, and victimizations. So because we lack this personal power, we we don't want to look to ourselves and say, we caused it. So we created a fictional world in which the Illuminati were out there 
and poisoning us, attacking us, mind-controlling us, keeping us away from ourselves, and trying to block our evolution at every moment. But really, really, is it really the Illuminati doing that? Or is it really our own internal lack of power in which we uh, think negative thoughts and think we are we got to do all these things, and, and in our minds, we view these men in in corporate rooms with dark suits and making decisions and laughing at us, all us humans, and, and they're controlling the money and the food and chemtrails and this and that. And all this stuff is all fear-based. Eh? It's all like fears. Oh, what, if, what if they get me? What if, what if I get mind-controlled or microchipped or they, they see my bank account or raid my house or stop my stop the pills from being sold and... You know, Monsanto and this and that. and They're just stories to keep us in fear. Stories to keep us in fear. But who's making the stories? Life. Life is playing the characters of the Illuminati. The same life that gives you life, that is you right now at sitting at home, whoever asked that question, that life force that is you, that same life force is the Illuminati. It's a different form or shape of life. It's all life pretending to be characters. Pretending to play this game called life in which they're good people, good guys, the bad guys, you know, force of light and dark, duality, good, bad, evil, hot and cold. It's all just part of the game of life in order for life to discover itself in as many ways as possible. But the moment that we start to take control of our own awareness and our own uh, sensations and feelings and thoughts and, and projections, then we just stop projecting the Illuminati. We just stop projecting it. I just stop believing in it, and it just doesn't exist anymore. I mean, it, 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 it appears physically that that's what is happening on the planet, that there are there, there is the Illuminati controlling stuff. And there, there, that, that may exist within the dream world, but that dream world, you can modify it. You can modify the dream world called reality, this world, so that those things don't affect you anymore. They're just, they're just, they don't have any power over you. The power it had is the power that you gave it. The, when you feared the Illuminati or the government or the cops or Monsanto, that moment you feared it, it became your master. Because you shrunk, you shrunk. Oh my God, I could die. They now control me. They, they can, they have power over me. Then you just gave away your power, and then they lied and became real. Because you gave them the power to be real. You gave them the power to have power over you. And it's just a thought. It's just a thought. I am weak. They are my. They are more powerful. They are unstoppable. They are everywhere. There's no way to stop them. That's the thought system that that the Illuminati wants you to think, so they can keep themselves in existence. Otherwise, they wouldn't exist. They have no power. But but people got to remember this. It's life. This is life's life. There is no Illuminati. It's it's life force. It's God itself playing all the roles. And I know physically it doesn't look that way because you don't because you don't think it that way. But that when you start to see it for yourself, then you'll have a change of a. Perspective. There's no doubt about that. There's no enemy. Okay, There's no we've, got enemy. About, we've got about 60 seconds left. So I, I, I tell people is make peace with your reality. Make peace with okay. your thoughts. Change your thoughts so they're no longer scary. Um, don't. There's no need to for anyone to be an enemy anymore. There's this life happening. 
That's it. There's no cause and effect here. It seems like it's us humans who are causing this, all these events to happen. But us humans is a role being played by the creator itself. So remember that. You are a role being played by God itself and everyone else's too. Great, great. Okay, here on the phone lines, uh, or if you're listening on the computer, um, we'll can close out in after hours, but thank you for listening. And um, join us next time. Um, go to Blog Talk Radio or um, Scratch West so you'll know when our upcoming shows are. And um, Renee, give us your website um, or how they can reach you. And then yeah. um, we'll go ahead. Yeah, the website is InnerSoulTech.com. That's www.InnerSoulTech, I-N-N-E-R-S-O-U-L-T-E-C-H, InnerSoulTech.com. Um, the um, YouTube channel with other videos and lectures is YouTube.com forward slash InnerSoulTech. And if anyone is interested in... Um, uh, attending, perhaps attending a workshop on, on how to uh, on the on the mechanics of awakening, or how to awaken, or um, help bring you to a point of clarity um, and unlimitedness, then we uh, are planning on holding some uh, workshops in Septemberish, sort of. I don't know. I'm not sure. Sometime in, in, in the fall, and so people can go to our website innersoultech.com and go to our newsletter and sign up. And also send an email to us re- requesting a report because I wrote a long, 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 long report on the, the logic of awakening and, and the actual way to think that, that, that can awaken you. Very shortly, it could be even a day or two, you, you can awaken, um, or even minutes. Or, so I can send that. Um, and, uh, yeah, people to contact and email and uh, answer any, any questions people have. And yeah, it's, thank you so much again for having me on the show. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Another another exciting show. This was really really good. Um, Sean, you have any last thoughts? He's he's just okay. behind the scenes. Aaron, yeah, you have sure. any last thoughts? Nothing other than that was so good. I need a spiritual cigarette. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Okay. Renee. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Extremely appreciative, and thank you again for giving us another two hours of your your time, and we really appreciate it. And the the chat room was all over the place, and I'm supposed to tell you, Karen said hi, and something about banning you from Fuddruckers hamburgers. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> awesome. So she's 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 been in the chat room. Um, awesome. And how. How, how you guys love the kids, so just wanted to mention that. You, your friends are supporting you, of course. Um, awesome. So thanks for listening and tune in next time, and we will do this again in the future. We'd love to yeah. love to plan that Thank tentatively. You. Take care. Thank you okay. very much. Thank you. Bye now. Don't never be here